Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds in the studio. Thank God it's Friday. Well, all good things must come to an end, my man. It's a heartbreaker. Had such high hopes for that Missouri State Bears soccer team, thinking they would at least get past this round, but it didn't happen. That is the nature of not only sports, but of soccer in general, because it is of such a game that one point, one goal makes the difference, and that's what Creighton got. They sent one of their star players, a two-time All-Big East performer, Creighton's in the Big East Conference now, got him in the corner, double-teamed him, he got past the double-teamed, kicked the shot from the baseline, and it found its way into the upper corner of the goal, and that was it. Creighton won, Missouri State nothing, and end of the line for the Missouri State Bears, number one, and John Leamy, number one, because that was his final game as head coach. That's a shame to end it like mm-hmm. that, but then again, that's the nature of the sport of soccer, and Creighton is the one who advances with an eight, uh, now nine and seven record, and they head down to Tulsa to play the Golden Hurricane on Sunday in the second round of the NCAA. You're right, there were high hopes for this team. The Bears were 17 and one going into this game at a magic year. But again, that's the nature of the sport, and Creighton is the winner. That's a doggone shame, but it does happen. It does happen. Uh, Speaking of good things coming to an end, college football is getting closer and closer to being over, and that means the heat is getting turned up. This uh, weekend, we got a lot of great games. Uh, If you play your cards right, first one, you should definitely watch Michigan State, Ohio State to kick off the day. I'm a little bit surprised at the spread in this one, too. Ohio State is a 19-point favorite. Michigan State's not... I think they're definitely going to give them a run for their money, for sure. Game's in Columbus, so anything can happen, but uh, I think Ohio State probably wins this one. Really interested in Alabama Alabama, Arkansas. Alabama should win, but Arkansas's been playing pretty well, folks. They're a good football team. The Razorbacks are a 20-point underdog going into this one. Uh, There there are a number of good games going on all across the country. Oklahoma has to bounce back, and they're playing Iowa State. Iowa State's a pretty good good football team. Also a good team. Nebraska-Wisconsin. Nebraska-Wisconsin will be a dandy. I think probably Wisconsin holds on. The Badgers are just an interesting football team. They'll blow you out when they have to, and then they'll play very close when they have to. They've been inconsistent this year, but so many interesting factors. A couple of them that are pretty big out on the West Coast. UCLA and mm-hmm. USC, they play every year. Of course, it's an in-city in rivalry. UCLA's in Los Angeles, and surprise, so is Southern Cal. Lady Bears are going out to play Southern Cal on Saturday. And the other game, the other big game, is the battle... <laughs> And I don't mean this to be facetious in any way, but it's the battle of the high IQs. (laughs) Stanford and California, they hate each other. They're not very far away. Berkeley and Palo Alto are just separated by, oh, maybe 30 miles or so, somewhere around there. It takes about five hours to get there. (laughs) (laughs) Because one student body will block the other one. Anyway, they are both such highly regarded academic institutions. And their programs, their sports programs are pretty good, Cal and Berkeley, but they play each other as well, and they call that the big game on the West Coast. Yeah, it is the big game on the West Coast. Uh, obviously, a K-State fan, and they're playing uh, conference rival Baylor, so that should be... Uh, you know and Baylor Baylor I, hey, man, hey, anything can happen, brother. You know who Baylor beat last week? Oh, you. I know, and Baylor has always got the Wildcats number for some reason. I don't know why. 
But we do have some local teams in the area that are still in the hunt in high school football. Is that right? We do indeed. And these uh, are their borderline, our coverage area. Thayer, for instance, is pretty much out of it down in Oregon County, but they're playing the defending state champions, Windsor, and that game's on Saturday. But we do have some others that really do fit into these circumstances as well. The game, I think, that is the focal point for a lot of area high school football fans will take place in Ava down in Douglas Mm -hmm. County. And that's the undefeated Ava Bears against the undefeated Lamar Tigers. That will be a terrific football game. They're both great football teams. Lamar, of course, is an eight-time and defending state champion. Ava is there almost every year. The Ava Bears have a terrific ball club. And that game's at 1 o'clock tomorrow afternoon down in Douglas County. Seneca plays uh, tomorrow at Mexico. Class 4, and this will be another really good football game. The West Plains Scissors going to Hannibal, and they will play up in Hannibal tonight. And then another game tonight. This will be a dandy. The Lebanon Yellow Jackets and the Webb City Cardinals. Wait a minute, Webb City is there? They've had a down year. Yeah, they've lost a couple of games. It's been a down year. The thing about Webb City, they are a 15-time state champion. Monster. They know how to do things. No, they don't have quite the great team that they've had in the past, but they're so disciplined, so consistent. I broadcast a game earlier this season, Webb City and Nixa, and Nixa ran them out. Nixa had a big game. Webb City also got run out by Carthage. Carthage had a great team, defending state champion. They played last week, and Webb City beat them a second time around. You never can tell. They play Lebanon tonight, two great football teams. This should be a lot of fun. So Lebanon tonight for you, and then who's picking you up and taking you down to Ava tomorrow? (laughs) (laughs) Ned Reynolds is going to sit on his hat behind. (laughs) Let me know how it goes. Ned Reynolds, like the intern, talking about cat problems on a Friday morning. (laughs) So it is... Other than winning the trophy at the end of the season, the second most valued prize in baseball, the most valuable player. And it's tough. I mean, you think about guys getting MVP in football, they got to maintain health all the season, but it's short. But baseball, getting that MVP, there's so much competition. There's so many great players. But do you think they got it right this year? I do. I do indeed. In the American League, of course, it was unanimous. So are you, Tani. Oh, no question at all. I mean, the guy, he you don't get a better, more complete baseball player than him. When you get a hitter and a pitcher at the same time, and the guy had a magnificent year in both categories, I really do think that somewhere along the line, the Angels are going to say, hey, look, it's one or the other. We'd prefer you to play every day and hit because the guy is hes a future Babe Ruth, for heaven's sake. But he's a unanimous choice. There are very, very few ever unanimous choices for most valuable player. He gets it in the American League. And for a second time in his career, the National League winner is Bryce Harper of the Philadelphia Phillies. Harper had a magnificent year. He hit 35 home runs and his batting average 309, somewhere around there, and had a bunch of RBIs, over 100. The guy is a complete ball player at the peak of his career. It's his second win. His first one was with the Washington Nationals back in 2015. But it's Harper and Otani. They are the MVPs, and it is arguably the most coveted individual prize in all of sports. Well, I'm glad your team got an MVP this year. That's a reason to celebrate. It would have been a little bit better if they'd made the playoffs and all that, but... <laughs> hey, 
got something to celebrate. Hey, coming from a guy who used to celebrate first downs when his team would get him, uh, <laughs> any time to celebrate is a good time, my man. Uh, speaking of which, we were due a dud, and I kind of had a feeling last night's Thursday night game was going to be a dud. Uh, Patriots definitely owned Atlanta, but man, Atlanta just looked like trash last night. They are really flat. And I'm surprised with Matty Ice as their quarterback. He can't get anything uh, done at all. And that rookie receiver, too, Pitts is great. Threw, threw the ball to him, and he couldn't get anything done either. Uh, it was 25 nothing. The New England Patriots beat the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons were coming off a 45-3 to thrashing by the Dallas Cowboys. So in two games, they've scored three points. Uh-oh, that's, that's not good. It shows you how big of a weapon Patterson's been for that team because that all started when he got injured, it and did. he didn't play last night. And his ability to catch the ball and move in open field really screws everybody up. But when you take that out, it, it shows you how much they're leaning on it. They were counting on him playing last night, yeah. too, and he did not. I, he did he's not in my fantasy it. team. I had to sit him. I know. And he's a nice player, too. Yeah, he is. Old pro, but a nice player nonetheless. Anyway, New England gets the win. Watch out. The Patriots are coming on now, and they're playing well. Especially impressed with Mac Jones, a rookie quarterback. He's not playing like a rookie anymore. And I hope I don't have to bite my tongue on this, but you know who he reminds me of? I, I you know, I was at the bar last night, and I, we we talked about it. So I talked about it to probably five different tables, Ned. I swear to God, I said, you know what? Tom Brady wouldn't be Tom Brady without Belichick. And you're seeing it happen all over again with this rookie. If he listens to Belichick, he will also be a very winning quarterback same style exactly the same same thing. discipline same everything i am really impressed with the way he plays it i had that conversation and i said you know what yes brady he's he's a, he's a good quarterback but he's not the greatest and the reason he is so good is because he listened to his coach kids if you're listening your coach you need to listen to him and you could be great never can tell and if he gets his team in the playoffs the patriots in the his his rookie First year, year he he is a candidate for rookie of the year in the nfl oh absolutely no question no question i would like uh, nick bolton to be also considered for that well, team. he may be defensive rookie yeah of the that year. would be huge he has had one hell doesn't say much but he's had one hell of a year Speaking of the Chiefs, uh, they have a huge test this Sunday. Um, trophy on the line. It is a trophy game. Don't forget, you're going to the game. Be as loud as you can. I don't want them to hear anything on that field. And that talk starts at one. And the trophy that Mike talks about, too, is one that dates back to the days when they were both housed in Dallas. The Dallas Cowboys won the geographic war. Dallas Texans moved to Kansas City a couple years after their existence. So that's the little running trophy that they have. Game itself is a big one. Dallas is having a very good year. The Chiefs are looking to rebound. It is a 325 kickoff, I believe. But Ned Talk here on uh, the radio here on the network on the Chiefs radio network begins at one o'clock and then the pregame show we join at two o'clock so it'll be a very interesting little set two of games that we have but our broadcast here is one Ned talk will go on then and uh, we'll find out what's going to happen when they play on Sunday that's going to be a huge huge game huge when we're looking back on the season this is going to be one of the cornerstones I guarantee you that and they need a dub big time Ned have a wonderful Friday, and go Chiefs!